praise the lord let's close our eyes for a moment gracious heavenly father once again we thank you for your presence yes lord today we pray that you will hide each and every one of us behind your cross fill us with your grace and your power open our hearts and our mind to understand your truth and give us the grace to receive your word as you want us to be in the mighty name of jesus christ we offer this prayer praise the lord once again it's my privilege to stand before you to share god's word how many of you remember the first or the january first message which i shared here anybody remember how to overcome challenges you forgotten just even just only one month all of you have forgotten i gave you five formula five fingers formula uh, finger formula how to overcome challenges number 1 just one month waiting upon god second prepare your heart that is sanctify your heart then listen to god's instructions remember god's promises and believe in miracles have you got it that was the first month message for first week and today the message is how to overcome depression quite opposite you may be surprised why we are hearing the god's word during this month in the series of fear not yes indeed we believe in all things since in the middle of the last year we prepare ourselves just thanking god for everything what he was doing to us even till the end of the year we are so excited to praise him and to worship him because god has done great and marvelous things in each and every one of our life we are testifying that's true we are so excited to see the new year and we have seen one month has passed some of you are testifying last week tonight you remember we were we had abundance of testimony every testimony was exciting and encouraging each and every one that means god is always work around us god is always works in our life our god is always good as we always confess when we sing let us believe that every time when you sing that is your positive confession before god when we say our god is good what is your response all the time god is good yes everything is true but sometimes or not everyone is so excited not everyone has ex- experienced the grace and mercy of god in a way that they expected why i want to say even when we are excited to enter into 2012 as we do not know what is going to happen when is going to happen 
all our expectations are totally all positive. Promotions in the working place, increment in the working place, additional family members in the family life, peace, joy in our families, and so on. Even the spiritual life, we wanted to give more, serve more, and do everything more in the presence of God in His kingdom purposes. Yes, we have given our life everything. But how many of us today going in the right way or yeah, going in the same track as you expected? If you are not expected or received anything as you wanted, we know for sure God is the one who fulfilled the desire of His children. That is His promise. Sometimes, some of us not received it. Some of us gone through or going through some kind of difficulties, one or the other. Maybe start from the physical sicknesses. So, there's physical sicknesses or some of us may not receive as they are heard the testimony. Let me tell you very frankly. Of course, when I, I believe in miracles. Whenever the children of God comes here and they stand here and uh, uh, testify the goodness of God, very specially about the promotions and the increment and all, I used to think myself, and uh, it is all their expectation, they receive it, I don't expect anything, and I just keep silent. Of course, because I satisfy myself, I am content with what I have, but my intention, my expectation is, how much will give more to God than I expect from God. That's my attitude. It may differ from everybody or any, somebody. I may be wrong and I may, may not be right as well. But surprisingly, last week something happened. All of a sudden, I got a message from the bank that I, somebody has created some money. I had a doubt. So what happened? So immediately in the afternoon, evening, I called the call center of the bank and I asked, what happened, where is it, from who has deposited some money in my, bank, in my account? And they said, it is from your office, the Minister of Health. So, I do not know why, what, so far I do not know any, any news about it, but I received it. It is a surprise. So, it is not from the wrong source, it is from the right source, from our sponsor. <laughs> Please bear it. It's from the right source. So it's a miracle which I, it is, I do not expect it. But just I thought, when I going to stand and testify about such testimony, God made it. So last week, last week, I was supposed to testify, because of so many testimony, I could not be able to do that. So I make sure this opportunity to share that with you. Another thing, once I, last week, the another testimony, I dreamed about that I am going, uh, I, as I am driving, and uh, there, were, uh, there were policemen, uh, the crops, they are on the sides of the Rui High Street. They are stopping all the cars, and they also stopped my car. And I am surprised why they stopped my car, in my dream. And uh, so they are checking one by one, my turn is about to come. So I believed in my heart that, I have not made any mistakes. I have every documents ready with me. And they may be checking just for the normal procedure. And, uh, and they are going to release me immediately. They may not check me uh, anything. And when my turn comes, 
I woke up. <laughs> you believe me, the following day, when I am going to the same place, same spot, 7.30, and I was, I said, you know, the two tracks, left and right. The one track is only going. So one, one fellow, I am on left, one fellow was going very slow. Yes, I put a signal, I wanted to stand on the second side, turn to my right side, take my right side. Immediately I saw another person just crossing me. Just I stopped somewhere in the middle, but one fellow was behind me. I let him to go. I was just on the middle. The fellow was left on my left. And the other fellow, he crossed me over and, uh, and came. And he put my azad and asked me to come, come, come like that. She going, giving, giving me the signal. So just I followed. In front of the police station, Alfair, he stopped me and he said, Oh, what happened? I said, nothing happened. And uh, he asked me, well, nothing happened? And nothing happened. He said, uh, you eat my cup. I said, never eat it. And uh, you come and see my cup. No, you didn't feel it? I said, I didn't feel it. Two of them were there, local people. And uh, he asked me that you come and see my cup. When I saw his car, that uh, in the right side, in his uh, left side, there was some uh, damages, scratches from the front wheel to the door. And he said, it is by you. I said, no. No, you may not have felt it, but in your thumb, but with your tie, you hit. That is why I stop you. I said, no. You come inside, you come inside. It's a big story. So, make it start. And it was about 20 minutes. He dragged me and he asked me money. For in nothing, I never, in my car it is very clear, there is nothing, no scratch at all. And he want me to get into my, in his car, I refuse. He take me to the inside the lane, I refuse. So, can I call the police? He said, I said, you call it. Then, uh, when he was, I said, why you wanted to call? The police station is just in front of you, why don't you come? Let us go. Immediately that fellow, I, I, when I went to the other side, in the other side also there was a damage. It's a BMW car. And uh, I heard that afterwards. But that fellow was, when I called him, come to the police station, he was frightened. He said, go, go. That's it. <laughs> just for nothing, for 20 minutes he dragged me, just to take some money from me. Why I want to say this, God reveals us, even through dreams, the same spot, with the same distance, in 50 meters distance, the same thing happened. God protected me. It is not a matter of paying some money. But, when we are careful about it, when God reveals us, God indeed is work, always work around us and He protects us. There is no doubt about us. So, I testify this for the glory of God. God indeed speaks to each and every one of us. But I also... There are something, there are depressions in the lives of people. How many of you don't believe or never experienced a depression in your life? Can I see your hands? Never experienced depressions in your life. Thank you. I mean, I believe positively, you have all gone through depressions in your life one way or the other. Amen? Let us see what is the definition for depression. Depression is an illness 
that involves the body, mood, and thoughts. That affects the way a person eats and sleeps. The way one feels about oneself and the way one thinks about things. The second the dictionary meaning is, in, as a noun, a severe despondency and dejection accompanied by feelings of hopelessness and inadequacy. A condition of mental disturbance, typically with lack of energy and difficulty in maintaining concentration or interest in life. I hope all of you can understand that that's why I displayed it. There are some signs. If you are still, if it is not clear, let us see the signs and symptoms. What is the signs and symptoms of depression? Persistent, sad, anxious, or empty mood. Feelings of hopelessness, pessimism, feelings of guilt, worthlessness, helplessness, loss of interest or pleasure in hobbies and activities, decreased energy, fatigue, being slowed down, difficulty concentrating, Remembering, making, and decisions. Isomnia, early morning awakening, or oversleeping. Appetite and or overloss or weight loss or overeating and weight gain. Thoughts of death and or even suicide. That is the extreme stage of depression. There are some studies. If suppose if somebody not believe in depression, for them, there is some statistics says that one in four people will experience some kind of mental health problem in the course of a year. Women are more likely to suffer than men. About 10% of children have a mental health problem at any one time. Depression affects 1 in 5 older people living in the community and 2 in 5 living in care homes. Only 1 in 10 prisoners has no mental disorder. So, depression has been called a common cause of emotional illness. Everyone gets depressed at times, but some people are depressed nearly all times. This afternoon, I want us to consider some of the spiritual causes of depression and what we can learn from the scriptures according or overcoming it. So, let us turn to First Kings 
chapter 19, actually verses 1 to 18 is the long portion. I have already shared a message from this portion in 2008 that was titled as God's encouragement in our discouragement. But today, God has led me to speak to you on how to overcome depressions in our life. As we know, and as I said, even saints get depressed. In this, let us read at least ten verses or nine verses from verse one. Chapter 9 from verse 1. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. Also, how he had executed all the prophets with a sword. Then Jezebel sent a message to Elijah saying, So let the gods do to me and more also if I do not make your life as a life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. And when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life and went to Piasaba, which belonged to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree, and he prayed that he might die, and said, It is enough. Now, Lord, take my life, for I am no better than my father's. Then, as he lay and slept under the broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him and said to him, Arise and eat. Then he looked, and there by his head was a by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down again. And the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said, Arise and eat, because the journey is too great for you. So he arose, and he ate and drank, and he went in the strength of that food forty days and forty nights, as far as Horeb, the mountain of God. And there he went into a cave, and spent the night in the place, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him, and he said to him, what are you doing here, Elijah? So he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord of God of hosts, for the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with a sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. I stop there. Elijah, it is not only for Elijah, even when you look at the uh, numbers, 
even our great leader moses he also had the same prayer let me just read it this only that scripture in numbers Numbers 11. Numbers 11:14. When the Israelites murmured against him, he had a prayer with God. He said, "I am not able to bear all these people alone, because the burden is too heavy for me. If you treat me like this, please kill me here and now." if i have found favor in your sight and do not let me to see my wickedness so dear children of god depression is very common but how to overcome it what has happened to elijah elijah is a great man of god there are many things mentioned about him as an example even in james we read that elijah is a man like just like us there it is quoted for his prayer and the power of his prayer but the same you can remember even now he is also man like us as he has gone through depression it is also possible for us to go through and face depressions in our life so for 3 years what he what he has done elijah was a tremendous spokesman of god for us. For three years he had been God's mouthpiece to the nation of Israel. All kinds of miracles had taken place, and there was a spiritual awakening in his nation, and he was turning away from pagan idols. But one person did not like Elijah. Who is that? Jezebel, the one who sent the threatening messages to him, the queen of Israel, a very wicked woman. She hated Elijah. partly because he was a godly and faithful messenger of god in the preceding verses she sent the messages to elijah saying may the gods deal with me be it ever so severely it by this time tomorrow i do not make your life like that one of them that means she was saying if i don't kill you within 24 hours i will kill myself the elijah who has been fearless before an entire nation of 3 years suddenly goes to a peace when one woman sends a threatening message to his life that's what happened to him then is a question for you even we too go through some kind of depressions and as he was physically tired he was emotionally exhausted and someone has threatened because someone has threatened his life even he was an emotional fruit basket at this point with all kinds of problems what are the problems there is fear there are resentment guilt anger loneliness still i have not come yet he had 
same we uh, as it is said the anger loneliness and worry elijah became depressed because of one incident god says that elijah was a man just like us he had the same problem we too having and in this case he seems to have had a problem with the depression elijah was so depressed that he was ready to even time i believe that none of us are having such a depression to go to that extent amen amen if you look at the things from god's point of view you will not be depressed why did elijah get depressed because he played four mental games that all of us play why we get depressed number 1 do not focus on your feelings but on the facts first kings chapter 19 verse 3 what he says elijah was afraid and ran for his life he came to a broom tree sat down under it and prayed that he might die i have heard enough lord he said take my life i am no longer better than my ancestor in effect he said lord i have had enough i am fed up i don't want to put up with anyone or any more i am just wasting my life i am trying to be your servant but nobody listens i am fed up it is of no use of trying i am giving up what was his first mistake the same mistake we make when we get depressed what is that we focus on our feelings rather than on the facts that always happen when we are depressed because he felt like a future <clears throat> like a failure he ashamed he was a failure this is a called this is called a emotional reasoning and it is a destructive we should know that we must learn to ignore those feelings because feelings are not always true our feelings are not always true some people very often used to say i feel like that i feel like that don't feel like that sometimes go into this kind of depressions every time some people will i feel i feel i feel don't use that word very often if you want to overcome depression focus on the facts not on your feelings amen secondly do not compare yourself with others it is very very common always we compare ourselves with others that is absolutely wrong let us learn from elisha the second mistake what he has done was shown in the second thing i have heard enough verse 4 i have enough had enough lord take my life because i am no better than my ancestors see the confession if you want to avoid our overcome depression do not comparing yourself with other people 
Most of us have fallen into the trap of thinking. As I said, if I could just be like so and so, I would be happy. How many of us think like that? Very often we used to think, if I am like that, I could have done this. If I am, uh, if I am blessed like that person, I could have done more, much more than that person. These are our feelings. These are our thoughts. Our comparison. The Bible says, it is unwise and very harmful. Second Corinthians 10.12 says, Don't compare yourself with someone else, because everyone is unique. Amen? If you are always trying to imitate other people and act like them, you are going to get depressed, and the only person you can be is you. You are unique in the presence of God. God has created each and every one of us very unique. There is none in the world just like you. Amen? That's all God wants. That's all God expects. When we start comparing ourselves with other people, we fall into another trap. We tend to compare our weaknesses and with other people's strength, forgetting that those people also have weaknesses area where we are strong in that. Amen? The third thing is, do not take the blame for others. Do not take the blame for others. You may not understand this. Sometimes we take the blame because of somebody. As if we are so humble. That is wrong. That will lead into depression. The third mistake Elijah made was that he blamed himself for negative events that were not his fault. Elijah said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, broken down your altars, and put your prophets to death with a sword. Verse 10. He said, in effect, I have worked hard for three years, but they are still not any closer to you. They are still living in the same way as before. In his depression, Elijah blamed himself for failing to change the nation. He took it personally. Who has to change? Elijah can change the nation? Who has to change? God has to change. Everything belongs to God. Whatever God said, says that we have to obey, that's it. The rest belongs to Him. But here, this fellow, he takes blame on himself. This is called false blame. If we assume a responsibility that God never intended to us to have, it is too heavy burden. People react in different ways, but you cannot take responsibility for their responses. When you assume responsibility for other people's decisions, you accept a burden that will only depress you. You can influence people, but you cannot control them. The final decision is death. Don't be depressed by something you cannot control. If you want to be depressed, focus on your feelings. 
not the facts. Compare yourself with others and take the blame on others. Let us not take blame for ourselves. Fourthly, do not exaggerate the negative. First King chapter 19 verse 10. Do not exaggerate the negative. What is the exaggeration here? Elijah made is that he exaggerated the negative. He said, I am the only one left. And now they are trying to kill me too. Is it true? Is it true? See the verse. In verse 10, Elijah cried, Everybody is against me. Is everybody against him? Who is against him? One person. One is the But he says, everybody is against him. Everyone has died. Is everybody died? No. See the exaggeration. Sometimes we do that very often. If we give one time something, we put merit up, round up. That means we are round up. If it is 97, round up 100. Even 77, round up 100. Exaggeration. That is a sin in the sight of God. If you do it in other places, in other way, that leads you into depression. So, but the fact, what is the fact? The fact was not everyone was against him. One person threatened at him. And she was the only bluffing. And that was only the lady. That lady threatened at him. He was afraid. Jezebel did not dare kill him. Definitely. True. The queen sent a messenger to threaten Elijah. If she is strong enough or bold enough, she should have come in front of him. She herself is so scared to face him. That he, he do not understand. Just he wasted his time, he ran away. He never thought of it. If she wanted to kill, let her come in front of me. No, he never thought in that way. But if she had really intended to kill Elijah, she would have sent a messenger. She would not have sent a messenger to intimate him. She would have just sent it, it that man, and take him off. Jezebel recognized his powerful influences. Besides that, she was probably afraid of what God would do to her if she touched his man. Do you know that? If anyone touches you, what God said? Yes. We are his apple of his, uh, his apple of his. So her words were just a threat. She let him escape to desert to make him look like a coward in front of the nation. But Elijah did not stop to evaluate the threat. He just ran away. When we are depressed, we always exaggerate the negatives. Everyone looks bad. In reality, Elijah was not the only person to still faithful to God. There were still 7,000 prophets who had not given to the pagan religion. First King 19.18 says, Elijah exaggerated the problem and it made his depression worse. So, four ways the mental games Elijah plays that made his condition worse. Number one, he focused his feelings not on the facts. He compared himself with others. 
he took the blame for others and he exaggerated the negative and there are remedies even though the four points are even the opposite is the remedy there are some more remedies we have to swim first of all what has happened the result ultimately as he has run away what has happened from the god's part take care of your physical need first of all take care of your physical need we read or we read in this place elijah lay down under the tree and fell asleep at once an angel touched him and said twice it is said get up and eat he looked around and there by his head was a cake and a bread baked over a hot cake or coals and a jar of water he ate and drank and then they lay down he lay down again second time verse 7 an angel of the lord came back second time and touched him and said get up and eat for the journey is too too much for you so he got up ate and drank strengthened by that food god's initial remedy for elijah's depression was first of all rest secondly food and relaxation sometimes a good night sleep does wonders for your attitude sometimes if we have your sleepless night for days you will go for depressions better take care of your health when you are physically tired and mentally drained you are prone to depressions notice how friendly god dealt with elijah god did not scold him for saying you are covered what are you doing here in the desert god did not put him down or condemn him at all let us understand it very clearly if he has done a mistake god could have said something else but what he has done here was god god caught him and restored him physically that was the starting point if you are depressed the first step for you towards recovery is to get shape your shape physically that means you have to take your food and proper rest second remedy is give your prostration to god in prayer give your depressions or your frustrations to god in prayer in the morning lord ask him what are you doing here elijah he replied i have been very zealous for the lord god almighty the israelites have rejected your covenant broken down your altars and put your prophets to death with this word i am the only one left and now they are trying to kill me too what we understand here he just poured out all his inner feelings god wanted him to speak that's it god knows what he is doing where he is do you think that god doesn't know that's why he is asking god knows everything everything but he wants him to speak why to come out of that depression and to come expel everything what he has inside 
what made him to afraid of him afraid of that Jezebel so that is why God made him to speak that's why he said what are you doing Elijah what are you doing then he has to say there are something sin six emotions that Elijah felt that next slide see that what are the thing he was afraid verse 3 he felt guilty from where we know i am no better than my ancestors he felt resentment i have had enough lord verse 4 he was angry he complained that he worked hard for nothing he felt lonely i am all alone who sent him alone he himself chose so he left alone he say he kept himself alone he ran and he was worried they are all trying to kill me too when you combine resentment fear guilt anger loneliness and worry you are asking for depression by yourself if you are falling into any one of it please be very careful very careful god just let him to spill this at all but he said elijah what is frustrating you what eating up you when you are depressed that is exactly what you need to do tell it all to the lord god's remedy for depression is take care of your physical needs give your frustration to god in prayer if you are depressed don't continue to be there for any longer immediately look to the lord submit everything when he asks you thirdly deepen your personal relationship with the lord third remedy is the third remedy for depression is this the lord told elijah go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the lord for the lord is about to pass by the lord made elijah to stand in his presence you can read those verses at your home after the wind the earthquake and the fire came and a gentle whisper and when elijah heard this he put his cloak over his face god had put on a real show with the wind earthquake and fire to demonstrate his sovereign power but what really got elijah's attention was the still small voice the gentle whisper today that is how god usually speaks to us in stillness and quietness how many of you experienced that god indeed speak to us in quietness and stillness you no need to shout or scream just stand still in the presence of god you can hear how god whispers to our ear we have to be but 
we to we should have we are listening ears many people many christians pray but they don't expect answers what i mean is always i used to saying prayer is a conversation conversation it is not one time it is not only communication it is not only fellowship it is not only relationship it more than that more than that it is a relationship in the sense it is a conversation when you go to the lord in prayer you pray and immediately you also listen as you are listening to us this is the right way or attitude of prayer life experiencing god in our personal life so that's what god was demonstrating here not by the wind not by the earthquake not from the fire but with the still whispers god reminded elijah that he was still right there beside him we believe as we believe always god is with us and he besides us before us and behind us don't wait until you are depressed sit down and read your bible and get along with god just let god love you and speak to you let him meet your needs and let yourself feel his presence there is no greater anti depression than communication and fellowship with god god's remedy for depression is take care of your physical needs give your frustrations to god deeper your relationship with god finally find god's purposes for your life the fourth remedy for overcoming depression is to ask god to help you to find your purpose in your life the lord told elijah go back the way you came and go to desert of damascus when you get there you will come to know what i want to do the verse 15 says god gave elijah a new assignment he put him back to work and anoint some new kings and his successor that we know he sent him back to anoint Israel as a king over Syria and also to anoint Jehu the son of Nimshi as a king over Israel and anoint Elijah the son of Saphat and Abel Mekola you shall anoint as a prophet in your place so in his place he anoint he has to anoint he, there is an assignment job for assigned job for him so when god called he not only just brought him out of depression he gave him the assignment the right assignment when you are depressed please prepare yourself there is a greater assignment god has for you that is a sign what are the god wants you just as a commitment to fulfill in your purposes we were planned just i am telling it's not in the slide we were planned for god's pleasure amen if you believe say amen to that we were formed for god's family 
we were created to become like Christ. I think very few believe in that. We were created to become like Christ. We were shaped for serving God. We were made for a mission. God has a mission for each and every one of us. Amen? God given us the mission for this church. Let us not get into depression anymore in your life. Let God renew your purposes to give you a new direction. Jesus Christ wants to lift you out of your depression if you are in depression. He can help you. He can change you. He can heal you of your depression. Jesus knew the importance of correct thinking when he has said, you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Amen? The more you know Jesus, the freer you will be. The more you know Jesus, the less you will get depressed. Amen? You can change. Take care of your physical needs. Give your prostration to God. Deepen your personal relationship with God. Find God's purposes in your life. This won't happen automatically. Cure your depression. But without Christ in your life, you have no power to change. He wants to be a vital part in your life. And if you give him a control, he will help you. So when I summarize the whole thing as a conclusion, it is something like don'ts and do's. What are the four points each I have said? The don'ts are, there are four don'ts. What are they? Do not focus on your feelings rather than the facts. Do not compare yourself with others. Easy to remember. Do not take blame for others. And do not exaggerate the negative things. You have to do four things. What are the do's? Take care of your physical needs. Give your frustration to God in prayer. Deepen your personal relationship with the Lord. Discover or find out God's purposes in your life. Can you do that? God spoken to you? Shall we thank Him? Close our eyes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father God, once again, we, our hearts are filled with the love and gratitude unto you. As you have spoken to Elijah, as you, Lord, Touched him and cured him and he went to our depressions. Lord, if any one of us among us in this place have experienced this kind of depression in their life, today we pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, as we know the truth and you are the truth, let the truth alone set your children free from all kinds of depression in this day, O oh Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Now it's the time for us to prepare ourselves to go to the Lord in communion. Let us turn to our Bibles. To Luke chapter 7, chapter 22. 
Luke chapter 22, verses from 7 to 20. Actually, it's sourced from before, but I take only from 7 to, or even I start from 14, 14 to 22. When the hour had come, he sat down, and the twelve apostles with him. Then he said to them, with fervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourself. For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the wine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, gave thanks, and broke it, and gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he also took the cup. After supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for you. What will I stop there? What will we learn from here? There is a communion table in front of us. It is not as a usual. It is not as a ritual. It is, it has a very significant meaning and lesson for us. When we come to observe this ordinance, it should be a time of remembrance. Remembrance in three things. Past, present, and the future. Past shows the lost death. The present shows the communion with Christ. Now, the future till tells us or reminds us of his coming. The first sense, present tense, and future sense. The first thing shows the lost death. At the lost table, when we come, we call to mind the high cost of our salvation. Our salvation is very, of course, it is free, but it costs so much. The God has to send His Son, Jesus Christ, to shed His precious blood, which is has no value. We cannot be valued. While it is free to us, the cost of Christ's death is very high, which no one can pay for it. Sometimes, in the things we do, we don't show forth His death as much as He requires. Instead, we try to crucify Him every time. Let us be remember. Remember this, God has saved us for one purpose, to be with Him. He cleansed us, made us holy to be with Him. But when we commit our sins, knowingly or unknowingly, let us remember, again we are crucifying 
Christ on the cross. Secondly, the present tense. Communication with Christ now. Communicate, communion with one another and also with God. The word communion is an action word which means fellowship, participating, sharing together, having in common. The observance is not simply keeping dead memory alive. It is entering into the presence of the one who is lived, was raised from the dead by the power of God and is alive forevermore. Amen? We remember his presence. When we are having communion means he is with us. We remember he is with us. We are having communion not only among ourselves, among with Jesus. Amen? Thirdly, as we know from 1 Corinthians 11, 26 says, as are, For as often as he eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show forth the Lord's death till he comes. You proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Did their words ever tell more? When we partake the Lord's Supper, we all remember the promise of his return, which is our faith. Uh, God is living at the same time. He is going to come to us very personally. We have our instruction from Jesus Christ, the same as the disciples had their instruction. Are we faithful as they were? So, the lesson for our future is what we remember. We are reminded that we have a mission. Proclaim the death of Christ until He comes. We remember He is coming. We also Proclaim his, his remains the proclamation of his death until he comes. Amen? We know the past, present, and the future. The past is our salvation. Present is our fellowship. Future is his coming. Are you ready? Let us close our eyes. Look to the Lord, prepare ourselves. As we heard, this table is for the people, those who accepted Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior. Those who are given their lives to the Lord. This table is kept before us. Let us prepare our soul. As God's word came to us, it reminds us three things. Jesus Christ died on the cross and he saved us by shedding his precious blood. And it reminds us our fellowship. Our Jesus Christ is still with us in our midst. Let us also remember His coming. And we will proclaim His coming to the world until He comes. With this faith and confidence, we are going to have this fellowship now. Dear Father, once again we look unto you. Prepare the bread and wine which kept before us. As you was in the way the disciples, we believe that you are in our midst as well. As we broke and gave to our disciples, give us today, O oh Lord, to remember everything what you are instructed to your disciples when you are on the earth. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As the ushers leads you, please come in order.
fill my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this thirsting of my soul. Breath of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me whole. Fill my cup, Lord, and lift it up, Lord. Come and quench, come and quench the thirst of my soul. Pray for heaven. Fill me till I want no more. Fill my cup, fill it up, and make me old. The blood of Jesus set me free from sin and sorrow. The blood of Jesus set me free. From sin and sorrow, the blood of Jesus set me free. From sin and sorrow, the blood of Jesus set me free. For shame and reproach, the blood of Jesus set me free. From shame and reproach, the blood. Of Jesus set me free from mourning and weeping. The blood of Jesus set me free from mourning and weeping. The blood of Jesus set me free from lack and poverty. The blood of Jesus set me free from lack. And poverty, the blood of Jesus set me free. From pain and sickness, the blood of Jesus set me free. From pain and sickness, the blood of Jesus set me free. From sin and sorrow, From shame and reproach, the blood of Jesus set me free. From shame and reproach, the blood of Jesus set me free. From mourning and weeping, the blood of Jesus set me free. From mourning and weeping. Jesus set me free from lack and poverty. The blood of Jesus set me free from lack and poverty. The blood of Jesus set me free from pain and sickness. The blood of Jesus set me free. 
from pain and sickness. The blood of Jesus set me free from sin and sorrow. The blood of Jesus set me free from sin and sorrow. The blood of Jesus set me free from shame and reproach. The blood of Jesus set me free. From shame and reproach, the blood of Jesus set me free. From mourning and weeping, the blood of Jesus set me free. From mourning and weeping, the blood of Jesus set me free. From lack and poverty, the blood of Jesus set me free. From lack and poverty, the blood of Jesus set me free. From pain and sickness, the blood of Jesus set me free. From pain and sickness, the blood. Of Jesus set me free from sin and sorrow. From sin and sorrow, the blood of Jesus set me free from shame and reproach. The blood of Jesus set me free from shame and reproach. The blood of Jesus. Can we rest up and sing this song? Hallelujah! From morning and weeping, the blood of Jesus set me free. From morning and weeping, the blood of Jesus set me free. From lack of poverty, the blood of Jesus set me free. From lack and poverty, the blood of Jesus set me free. From pain and sickness, the blood of Jesus set me free. From pain and sickness, the blood of Jesus set me free. From pain and sickness, the blood of Jesus set me free. From pain and sickness, the blood of Jesus set me free. From pain and sickness, the blood of Jesus set me free. From pain and sickness, the blood of Jesus set me free. Amen. Amen. Can I request the congregation to stand, please? While we were worshipping earlier, the Lord spoke to me, but for some reason, I found things falling so fast that I never had time to come. But I said, Lord, if you wanted me to speak, make a way. But I found continuously it was not happening. And suddenly, Pastor just now whispered to my ears, can you go and pray? When God wants to minister to his children... And everything seems to be going different. He will make a way. Amen? Amen. 
And when we were worshipping, the songs that we were worshipping was on the name of Jesus. That was. And it will not be right if we do not close knowing that there is power in that name. Amen? There is power. And as Peter was walking into the temple, that crippled man was there for many years and Peter would have been walking along many times. And when Peter looked at him and he says, Silver and gold I do not have. But I have one thing that I will give unto you. That in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. Today, the Lord has said to tell you, no matter what the situation is, that name that is above every other name, today that you can claim that name and say, in the name of Jesus, I claim that this situation will be removed today. Amen. Let us lift our hands and whatever be the situation, name the situation and say, in Jesus' name I pray that this situation will be gone today from my life. In Jesus' name, no matter what sickness it is, no matter what ailment it is, today call upon that name, the name that is above every other name, the name of Jesus, there is healing. In the name of Jesus, there is power. In the name of Jesus, there is deliverance. In the name of Jesus, there is power and anointing that will move today. Father, we pray. We pray in the name of Jesus, Lord God. Let that authority master, in the name of Jesus, whatever be the situation, I command it to be gone from your children's life right now. We say, thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Daddy. Thank you, Father. Father, let every situation be removed. Every disease be removed. Every stubborn spirit be gone. And Father, we say, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Father, let broken homes be joined together, Lord God. Father, we pray for relationships that are broken be joined together, Lord God. Father, I pray for children, Lord God, to rise up in Jesus' name. That children will obey their parents, Lord God. That there will be love in the family, Master. There will be union, Lord God. Oneness, Master. We give you glory, Lord God. Make us one, Lord. Make us one, Lord, as a church. In Jesus' name we pray. Let us give a Lord a clap offering, please. Give Him glory. Give Him honor. Give Him praise. Give Him praise, church. He deserves it. To God be the glory. Let us share the grace. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we will dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace. May God of peace be with you.